It'll be like, let's send our brightest, Elon Musk and Xi Jinping. Great. And we're like, fuck. We're like, hey, what's up? D does woke exist on your planet? Because I just feel like, um, do people like cancel each other on your planet if, you know, your like third yeah. tip isn't perfect or whatnot? Have you um, heard of Grimes? I want to yeah. go somewhere where no one's heard of Grimes. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, people? Welcome to the podcast. I am the podcast host. Um, Francesca Fiorandini, what is up? I hope you're good. I hope you uh, are feeling good. I hope you're staying cool. I had uh, a little jaunt outside of uh, Swamp Ass Central in Los Angeles. Went up to the Pacific Northwest where climate change is smiling upon the region. Uh, it was a good trip, a sad trip. My dad is not doing well, but still uh, got to meet his granddaughter for the first time. So that was very sweet. Uh, and I'm excited to be back. We missed the bonus bish, people. For you, for those of you who don't know, this show has a bonus episode every Friday. Streams for everyone, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. Um, but... If you want to watch it back, if you want to listen to it back, if you want to, at your own leisure, watch it, and if you want to support this show, you just become a patron at patreon.com slash bituation room. It's soups easy. And it, you know, other than all of the fossil fuel money that I take, <laughs> which is a lot, um, it's you who supports this show. That's, it's it, period, punto. There is nothing else. Uh, and and even when with my partnership with the American Prospect, no money exchanges hands. Instead, it is all just, you know, the barter economy we wish to see in the world. And the American Prospect is you get is what you get. Actually, when you become a patron, you get special discounts on the paperback version. Paperback version. Why can't I talk about print media? <laughs> I fail to talk about anyway. Y'all know that I contribute regularly to the American Prospect, so uh, there's lots of perks, including that, including discounts on merch, including supporting this show. So do that. You can also subscribe to this show uh, or, or become a member on YouTube and also on Twitch, and you can do all the watchbacks you need to do there. So um, I'm really excited because we have, um, I think, back for the whole show, I think he won't abandon me in my hour of need. Um, I think Nato Green, comedian and labor organizer, is here with me for the hour. And that's it. So if he leaves, I don't know what to do. No say. That would be it. But um, he's going to join me in a few, and we're going to talk about Ron DeSantis just... Um, you know, we had some hopes. We had some... He was the sensible Republican, arguably worse, but, you know... He was going to get the fascism done. And it turns out his campaign is imploding and some new polling out reveals just how badly he is losing to Donald Trump. Uh, we're going to talk about Donald Trump a little bit. Uh, new indictments coming down any moment, maybe right now as I speak. Um, if you're listening in the future, is that a happen? If you're listening in the future, what about our next story? Aliens. Turns out those whistleblowers, they seem kind of credible. I feel like... Yeah, there's testimony. So we're going to talk about the testimony that these whistleblowers, uh, former uh, uh, intelligence officials and a naval pilot gave to uh, 
the the house recently. Um, and anyway, we'll we'll get into all that, and I want your thoughts as well about whether what you think about all of these unidentified phenomena. Um, and then Prager, you little Miss Mister Dennis Prager, um, little Mister uh, never made her come, uh, has announced that actually he has a new contract with the Department of Education in Florida. You know, the same guys who were just recently have decided that slavery was a good thing for black people. Well, they're enlisting PragerU, uh, which is Dennis Prager's little fake educational outlet, to help them with their curriculum for young people. So we'll get into what they are teaching about slavery and formerly enslaved people. Very exciting. So that is uh, our, our final well, our final story, and then we'll get into what the rich are doing and how they're trying to escape Earth. The point is, there's a lot coming up, guys. So stop right now. Give this podcast five stars wherever you're listening to it. Write a little sweet review. If you can't think of anything, I don't know, your favorite poem. All right? What's that Tom Stoppard one? Like, you know, stopping by a podcast on a winter evening. I, I forgot how it goes exactly. Um, but that's what you're doing right now. Also, you can tip the show TBR-Live on Venmo, TBR-Live on Cash App. And with that, I, I think I'm going to bring in him for this portion of the show because he might have a lot of good stuff to say. And if he doesn't, I'll just take him out of the stream, to be honest with you. Um, but this is What Are You Bitching About? Let's bring Nato Green on into the stream. Nato, how are you? Uh, amazing. Tom Stoppard, not a poet. What was he? Just an he author? A, no, playwright. Oh. Most, most famous for Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Travis oh, right, right, right. Who's the one who did the snowy evening stopping by a snowy on a snowy evening? Is that Robert Frost? Yeah, Robert am I Frost. Just, am I just going Frost Snow? No, I don't know. I don't know. See, I, it's been a long time. Yeah. See, none of... People want me to do like a like a tour of the books behind me. None of them are actually. There's some Garcia Marquez. I think he's the poet. No, no, not a poet. Also not a poet. Lorca's a poet. I think there's some Lorca. I think there's some Uh Lorca. That's what I meant. I couldn't because there's both Garcias and I'm racist. Do you have any Horgus (laughs) Borgus? Or. People, um, native, native Spanish speakers love it when you pronounce Jorge Luis Borges as Jorges Borges. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's because they pronounce Mariah Carey, Maria Carey. And I was like, uh, who? I'm sorry, what? Maria Carey. Who? Maria Carey. I was like, oh, my God. That's hilarious. Uh, um, do you, do you, please tell me you do this, refer to Antonio Banderas as Tony Flags? hey what up tony flags welcome hey that's first of all that's the founder of six flags is tony flags yeah um yeah nato i'm gonna share with you what i'm bitching about and then we'll get in because i feel like when you start it's just we just go off and it's like something about your kids or something about your your, like private workout routine and i don't care i have a a relatively concise bitch today okay you can start then okay so I'm in Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Oh uh, God, here we go. Here we go. But anyway, first uh, world problems. I'm in Cape Cod. I'm in Cape Cod, Massachusetts, Anyone? and I'm not trying to say that the the white people here are underdone, but 
I'm an LA two and a San Francisco four and a Cape Cod eight. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> and, um, so the I went to I went to the movies to see Oppenheimer. Not even family. a ten. You're where are you at ten? Uh, yeah, nowhere. No, I'm no nowhere at ten. Um, maybe like the burn. YouTube, thing. baby, you're in it. You're right yeah. here. Um. Uh. So the so we went to see Oppenheimer. Sold out show, one o'clock mm-hmm. showing, packed movie theater, mm-hmm. one o'clock showing. I get there at twelve forty-five, take my seats. The movie has already started, uh, and the whole theater is just sitting there quietly watching the movie. And it took me a minute, being like, "It seems like the movie already started. Am I crazy, or is something wrong?" Mm-hmm. And so Cape Cod, it's like it's seasonal. It's like it, there's a there's a summertime economy, and that's it. And so like the movie theater is run by a bunch of, you know, 17 year olds doing summer jobs. And so Uh like, I went to be like, um, Hey kids, you know, the movie started early and they they fixed it. Then they, and they, then they stopped it, brought the lights up, restarted the whole thing at one o'clock. It was fine. (laughs) It was really funny. I like how the old people were just like, they just had to sit there interrupted their pre-movie nap it's like this is a movie and i say that it was cape cod just to be clear that it's a room full of white people who are famously supposed to bring i will speak to your manager energy to every situation and yet here is a moment where the one o'clock movie starts at 12 45 and nobody's like uh excuse me this is someone made a mistake please no they had to get back to the further afternoon nap like they were chill about it um That's really funny. They're undercooked. They're just tired. That's, I mean, isn't that what retirement is about? It's not just or re- vacation. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they're maybe they're they're they're, they're too so full they need... on, on stuffed quahogs. Yeah, exactly. Whatever that is. Yeah, um, that's a Robert Frost specialty. Um, <laughs> you, uh, so you're mad they're undercooked because like the 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 essence of whiteness needs more Karenicity. That's I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm mad that here it was a group of, there was a movie about like how people can go along with authority <laughs> figures to do horrible things. And here they are. And here they allowing are. Allowing a 17 Embodying the themes of the movie in their consumption of the movie. You, did you get up and tell them that? I was like, everyone, I have an announcement. People. <laughs> so suddenly, suddenly, I was like the team captain, and so that, so that, I was like, it didn't make me feel better because, because then when they stopped the movie and the lights came on, I could hear people in the room being like, "Yeah, I thought that was really weird that that was happening. It seemed like that wasn't supposed to happen." <laughs> and then, so then I had to get up and be like, "Silence equals death, sheeple." You know, and, I feel like there weren't enough Jews in the audience. Like that's <laughs> exactly there were. Yeah, it's like, real. It's real slim on the Shecky Town over here. Okay, <laughs> real NPR energy. Like it's weird we're in a gulag because I thought we were going to uh, yeah. a summer camp. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I yeah, I just feel like I agree with you. Sometimes people do need to speak up. I wonder what Nina Temple Raston has to say about when <laughs> Oppenheimer starts. It's Dina, but thank you. Um, let's move into what what I'm bitching about because it is not as fun. Um, okay. So there was this article that went kind of 
I don't know, viral. There was videos associated with it. Uh, came out from the New York Times recently called Fighting for Anthony, the struggle to save Portland, Oregon. And sort of the, the tagline is, or the, the header is, the city has long grappled with street homelessness and a shortage of housing. Now fentanyl has turned a perennial problem into a deadly crisis and a challenge to the city's progressive identity. Oh, I saw this headline and I was like, I need to come back and hate read this later. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I, what, the most annoying part about the article isn't obvious. Well, I will get into what it's annoying, but, but the, the title of like, uh, you know, like struggling for Anth or fighting for Anthony. Now, Anthony Saldana is this person who they, they highlight who was convinced to move to uh, Portland from uh, by his sister. He goes there, he moves. He never quite finds his footing, even though he has a job at office at home Depot, he's not able to keep his apartment. And I'm like, hang on right there. So when you move past the whole part that the guy had an actual job and wasn't able to afford rent, that's that's like, oops, and now we're going in the different direction. Instead, the article basically um, targets the measure measure 110, which was uh, a me measure that decriminalized in some aspects opioids so you get like a hundred dollar fine if you have a small amount of meth or fentanyl on you uh and you get like a pamphlet about addi addiction treatment and then there was supposed to be a lot of money dedicated to those addiction treatment services rolling out in the city it's only been in effect for like an, uh, a year and a half but then the article is basically like even though it was slow to roll out residents have seen that like you know uh, overdoses are increasing and people tent cities are growing and has this whole thing failed and has, you know, and so, and in fact, lo and behold, this summer in June, uh, city council in Portland just criminalized camping, uh, from apparently during the day you can camp at night, but not during the day. So like this article is so infuriating. It has, there's no assessment of like, Hey, what about actually legalizing and and treating people with drugs? What about actually cracking down by regulating things like fentanyl? If you and this is the thing is like, so the whole art the, hard, the whole article is just about this one guy, and he did pass away. He died. Um, it is very sad, but it serves nothing but a again neoliberal pro police agenda that it all that these articles constantly do when they give an attempt at decriminalization, what, a year and a half, slow rollout by their own admission, no taking no aim at the housing market, taking no aim at anyone else, at the at drug policies federally. And then it's like, well, I guess we need to criminalize camping again because that's the solution. Or I guess we need to lock up the fentanyl users because that's the solution. I don't we've understand this. We've, we've, we've tried nothing uh, and we're all out of ideas. Yeah, we're all out of ideas, so lock them all up because then we don't have to see it. And then we don't have to see the the overdosing. So I guess what's the most frustrating, we we had talked about this before on a previous episode of The Habituation Room um, with Paige, please remind me of her name, uh, but, you know, about the fentanyl crisis and how it's a fucking killer. It's a It's a murderer that has been created in part thanks to the DEA cracking down on uh, like opio over-the-counter opioids or not over-the-counter, but like prescription opioids um, like Oxycontin and cracking down on doctors who are over-prescribing it, which is great and holding Sacklers accountable minimally. That's great. 
but people are still addicted. So they're going to go to street drugs. And so they're going to fentanyl. So what the fuck are we doing about fentanyl that isn't like, oh yeah, build a massive wall on the border? Because guess what? The shit is being cut horribly in the United States. It's not being cut in Mexico. The fentanyl's being shipped into this country through Mexico, which by the way, Nato, did you know that when you are in labor, there is only one drug that they offer you to get through labor? And that's fucking fentanyl. Hospitals give out fentanyl on the reg for a drug that they're like, we've never seen anything. You see it all the time. Of course, you know what fentanyl is. If fentanyl, just like it is in hospitals when you give it to pregnant women and people who are in labor, if it were regulated, if we knew what the dosage dosages were, do you think we would see the kind of overdosing that we're seeing in the streets of Portland? No. So, anyway. I mean, the, the, it's interesting because the... I mean, the conversation about, you know, the, the, the like post Black Lives Matter backlash, we're in the middle of it mm -hmm. uh, in full force, um, you know, and, and in San Francisco also, like there's a big push around like, let's arrest drug users now, not just drug dealers. Um, and, you know, this idea about compulsory treatment. And so, um, you know, you will recall we've had on on the habituation room uh, San Francisco reporter Joe Eskenazi of Mission Local. Yeah. And and uh, last week Mission Local did a great article. SF says drug users turn down services, but what's on offer? And they actually dug into like what are the services that are provided? Mm -hmm. And it turns out, like most addicts, like being addicted to fentanyl is no one's plan A. Like, right. You know exactly. What I mean? And so a whole series of other shit has gone wrong if like when that's you know when that's what they're doing like if they end up there and most people who are addicted would rather not be addicted and would rather have access to some kind of services and the services that we offer aren't even close to meeting the need like uh like in in san francisco like we have data about how many people are currently accessing services for drug treatment mm -hmm. And it's all, all, all the available services are full. What we, mm -hmm. The data we don't have is how many people would accept drug treatment if it was offered to them. Like, we just know that there's, you know, so this huge number of people, like, and so then there's also this conflation of addiction and tent encampments. Yes. And, like, there's some amount of overlap, obviously, between homelessness, addiction, and mental illness, but it's not all the same thing. And no. by the way, like, if you're homeless it's much easier to get addicted because like what the fuck else is going on? Yes. And, it and yes. And, um, I'm not doing a service to, uh, our, our former guests, but Maya Slalovitz who came on and I'm butchering her name again. Maya was wonderful. Everyone should check that episode out. Um, but we've also spoken about how homelessness leads to addiction like that and homelessness leads to mental illness that like being unhoused like makes you feel crazy and makes you feel um like you're exposed to everything and to all kinds of harm and violence but the other thing about like you're talking about like treatment that's one thing the other thing and we're never going to get this in this country because when fucking biden has clean needles in some kind of, you know, harm reduction pack that was sent out because of the pandemic, the right goes crazy. And what does Biden do? They rescind it. They take it away. They, they get rid of the needles um, because they were saying they were crack pipes when they weren't. And you're just like, but what we actually need is harm reduction. We need to have, we, we should have 
like regulated doses of people who are addicted to opioids. Why? Because they won't die. That's why. If you want to save lives, if you care about the hundreds and hundreds of thousands of, of overdoses, if that's what you really care about, if you care about the streets being clean and blah, 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 blah bullshit, that I can't help you with. That's some whatever. That's some NIMBY bullshit. If you care about people living, then you need to regulate and legalize drugs, including these, including opioids. Um, so anyway, yeah, there was more addiction when there was more uh, Oxycontin prescribed, but were there more overdoses? Debatable. I mean, I think, uh, you know, Maya would say no. Mm. So anyway, just, it's, it's just bullshit. It's all just fear mongering again. And it's very annoying that instead of going in the like, why couldn't this person afford to stay indoors after working at Home Depot? Why couldn't he find his footing? Does it have anything to do with skyrocketing, skyrocketing rents in Portland? Unaffordability, lack of housing. Um, anywho, that T TBC for much more discussion. But thank you, Nito, for bringing that in. That's what I'm bitching about. Um, let's get into a little bit more. Let's switch it up. Three main stories. We got DeSantis. We got Trump. We got aliens. We got PragerU. This is the week where. Okay, so uh, this is the week where Donald Trump's campaign is in trouble, but somehow still crushing. How is that possible? Let's take a look. Um, but first, you have to know that Trump's PAC, Save America, um, it started the year off with like $105 million. Now it has $4 million left. Why? Because all of the money is going to Trump's legal fees. And right now, we're currently waiting for Jack Smith to indict Trump for a third time, um, this time related to the um, you know peaceful tourist um, tour of the Capitol, whatever, you know, like on January 6th. Um, so at any moment now, he's going to announce those charges, again, related to that um, very calm and orderly um, sightseeing adventure where just the people like to go through the windows instead of the doors. You know, sometimes people like to do things different and, and that's important to remember. Um, no judgment. I'm not kink shaming people who want to break windows and go through them. Um, Look, some, so, sometimes people need to just like, you know, attempt to subvert a democracy and trample someone to death. Who's literally wearing a don't tread, tread on me t-shirt. Yeah, absolutely. Back the blue while I, stab the blue in the back yeah um so that's coming down the pike and th their money troubles are getting real bad and yet nato newt polling in trump's just trouncing the opposition so all other republican candidates desantis pence scott haley ramaswamy and christie of course uh just I mean, Pence, Scott, Haley, Ramaswamy are between three and two points. Wait, hang on. Who the fuck is Ramaswamy? I missed uh, this he's, He is, I don't know much about him, but he's like a, you know, a, another like model minority South Asian libertarian dude. Okay, but man, that's got to hurt. Chris Christie coming in behind Ramaswamy. Chris Christie, who actually ran for president and was a governor, is pulling up the rear 
so oh. he's from bio yeah that sucks but he's a biotech dude he uh is worth 630 million dollars or something like this uh vivek ramaswamy is his name hmm. um but yeah so here okay. we have it pence very less and desantis 17 points to donald trump's 54 percent of in terms of how many republicans would vote would likely vote for him if the presidential nominee were held today, and this is according to a New York Times Siena College poll, which candidate would you be most likely to vote for? 54% says Trump, 17% says DeSantis. Oh, now who's who wants Trump? Everybody, everybody who is racist. Um, every single demographic group and region and every ideological wing of the party, as the survey found, Republican voters waived concerns about um. Republican voters waved away concerns about his escalating legal jeopardy. He led by wide margins among men and women, younger and older voters, moderates and conservatives, those who went to college and those who didn't in cities, suburb, suburbs, and rural areas. We won with young. We won with old. We won with highly educated. We won with poorly educated. I love the poorly educated. It's one of my favorites. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it seems like when Trump several years ago said that he could shoot someone in the middle of Fifth Avenue without losing any support, he may have underestimated his level of support. <laughs> okay, this time he's going to be like, I could mow down all of you right now, every single one of you. I could yes, bung yes. bungle the response to a pandemic so that a million and a half Americans die. Mm hmm. Yes, exactly. That's not as exciting as him being like, I could behead your child right here on stage. But yeah, he definitely has blood on his hands. I mean, he should just he should claim that, honestly. Um, yeah. And if you just take out everybody else one on one, DeSantis got a if he's in a hypothetical one on one race, he would still lose by a two to one margin. Sixty two percent to thirty one percent. The poll found. Um, and. Of course, as we mentioned, it doesn't matter that Trump is going to be indicted for a third time. Um, he still would receive a 22 percent. Uh, he still receives 22 percent among voters who believe he has committed serious federal crimes. So 22 percent who, who believe he is. I mean, I guess that's not terrible. But even of the people who believe that he's committed serious federal crimes, over 20 percent say, yeah, I'd vote for him. A greater share than the entire 17% that Mr. DeSantis earned from the entire GOP electorate. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So it's no wonder DeSantis is basically like he is laying off campaign staff left and right and also doing these like bizarre Hail Marys, uh, like being like, um, RFK Jr. could be the health secretary. The There was a there was a. A, a long opinion piece in the, in the Guardian by Sidney Blumenthal and oh. about DeSantis that had this line. I want to read it to you. He described DeSantis as uh, the non-viable alternative of void who occupies unmovable political space. That's unmovable? fucking unmovable. That that like basically part of the argument is that like DeSantis is the is the one anointed to like lose for all of the rest of the other republicans he's like that his everyone else is stuck and so desantis is the one showing 
whose like position is to show that it's not a fractured race. Do you know what I mean? Right, 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 right. Um, I don't. But I just think work. it's. I just think it's funny that he he called him a void. Called him a void. I, I I mean to to be fair, to Donald Trump, he saved the Republican Party. Like, I'm sorry, we had eight years of fucking Bush and they were running all those goons in 2015 and 16 and he saved them. He gave them new life. They got to appoint three new fucking Supreme Court justices thanks to that dumbass. He's the best thing that ever happened to them. The outsider, this and that. And now what do they got? Fucking nobody. They still do have establishment assholes and they all, even their crazy base which again, back to Bernie would have won, but they like their outsiders. And Trump is absolutely an outsider, even though he's going to be inside of a prison cell. Probably. The I think, I mean, you know, the th- it's it's such a conundrum because like for so many years we were afraid that the, that like we would have Trump and that Trump wasn't, that Trump like was so gross that he unified the opposition and also was so inept that he couldn't, he didn't execute that much. Like he, yeah. he couldn't, you know, it's like so much of what he did was through the management of the administrative state. And then Biden came in and just like did 50 executive orders in day one and reversed all of it. Um, And so it's like the fear was always that there was a more competent fascist waiting in the wings. And, you know, DeSantis has been effectively managing the apparatus of Florida government in the service, arguably, of a more competent fascism. And, so it's like, does it make me feel better that the Republican voter base prefers incompetent fascism to competent fascism? That when given a choice between with of the more competent fascism of Ron DeSantis, they're like, no, we want the dummy. You know, you know what it actually tells me is a little bit something, something a little bit different, which is that DeSantis actually doesn't have the populist veneer that Donald Trump has. And guess what? People don't give a fuck about trans bathrooms and athletes or whatever bathroom bills and all that bullshit. They don't care about stopping woke. They don't care about rewriting American history. They really don't care about any of that stuff. It's fun, I guess, for is like a distraction, but they don't they're not into that culture war bullshit. DeSantis is playing some old stale hits. They want that faux populism. They want their Mussolini shit. Yeah, if it comes along with the, you know, anti-gay, anti-black, you know, stuff that but like Trump had enough of that for them. And all they really cared about was being anti-immigrant and anti-black. And he had all of that. So it's you know what I'm saying? It's like it's also further proof that the the niche culture war shit that is having really real effects on real people, I don't think actually plays to people's basic interests and uh, on a broader level. Yeah, I mean, I think I, my understanding is that the polling bears that out. That the that you know that the the like drag show and the trans, it, it, the, all the anti woke critical race theory. Yeah, it's these. There's not a winning political strategy for the Republicans. Yep. Um. So I mean, but like, I mean, it'll, you know, it's it's still the the that that that. It's not just, uh, you know, and that with all of that, it's still neck and neck with Biden. It's horrifying. So this is this is the last piece of this. Is that uh, from the same poll, this Siena New York Times poll, uh, Biden and Trump are tied at forty three percent apiece in a hypothetical rematch in twenty twenty four. 
you know, we, NATO, we deserve this. Like, honestly, our country is trash. We fucking deserve these two, like, geriatric, yelly boomers. We deserve them. And, and yeah, running Biden is incredibly scary. But also, if it's all, it's like one, I think he's stronger than Trump at this point, especially with all of the indictments that are co- going to come down on Trump. And I think that turns people off. And Biden's milk toast, middle of the road BS, it attracts at least whatever, you know, fake swing state, you know, imaginary swing state swing voters. However, the biggest problem is our young people and and all of the people that, you know, women, people of color, all the people the Democratic Party supposedly say they love that they haven't necessarily delivered for. Look, the 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 student debt relief. Very good. Very important to circumvent the Supreme Court on that. And we will see how all that plays out. So but they need to Biden better start dancing on fucking TikTok now. NATO knows that he knows how to get fame, fame on social meeds. Not so I, really. Uh, actually, so, uh, somebody was trying to tell me to go on TikTok, and I was like, "No, what, nobody needs to hear an old man on TikTok." Um, the, I mean, it's I, I just I all, TikTok it, loves the olds. By the way, TikTok oh, really? loves old people. Oh yeah, uh, but like I'll, you're not old enough. You gotta wait. You gotta wait like thirty. And you're uh, I gotta get my dad to go on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. I mean, there were just a couple of, you know, like Robert Reich did an article and Paul Krugman did an article and there was another one about how, like, the the miracle of Bidenomics um, and how, like, how successful the American Rescue Plan and the Inflation Reduction Act have been yep. it, at, at, you know, stimulating the economy and that, like, the sort of, you know, the news about, you know, how Biden is doing is just, like, not borne out by... Like that, the economic news is actually pretty good. Yes. Um, uh, and you know, and that that is like, I mean, Robert Reich is like Biden's going to win, Democrats are going to retake the House and hold the Senate because the economic fundamentals are too strong. Mm, I like that. If Robert says it, if Robert draws it out in a little picture, I buy it. But yeah, isn't it something like there's more people employed now than? than in the last like 50 years or something like this like yeah and that inflation has come down and so like real wages relative to purchasing power are growing you know so people are doing like doing better relatively i mean it's what we knew that if letting a million and a half people die tightens the labor supply (laughs) i was just gonna i was just gonna say that and i think it's super morbid but very true trump should just brag about that you know if it if there were all those other people vying for your jobs yeah. who knows you'd be paid a lot less uh no but that's yeah it's very true and um a lot fewer republican voters even though here we go so i think there's going to be a lot of people sitting this one out look you know I, trump always they would always talk about like oh the silent majority there's a lot of silent majority uh of people who love trump and and who are going to vote for trump i think that was in some aspects true in 2016 and I also think now there is a silent majority of people who maybe won't openly critique Trump, but they'll vote for Joe Biden. They're fine with that. They'd rather not die. Um, yeah. Anyway, I mean, we I gotta, th- yeah. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. I just want to, a couple comments because uh, NATO introduced me to the word Riz, speaking of a guy who uh, apparently doesn't do social media, but has kids. Uh, I just hang um, out with teenagers who are, have teenagers hanging around my house. Sea Prince Reborn Dragon says DeSantis has no Riz. And Orpheus Alcon one-upping that says Derizless. Uh-huh. My kids agree. Um, yeah, that's great. And then it, it's socialism or barbarism on Twitch. There's a charisma threshold a GOP leader needs to meet, and DeSantis doesn't have it at all. It's true. Look at the last the GOP. They, you need a, a you need a bastard. You need like a charismatic asshole. Uh, and they don't have one. It's true. No, no Riz there. Um, all right, let's move on because uh, this was also the week where uh, it turns out Republicans are actually getting to work on one thing other than getting to the bottom of Hunter Biden's dick pics and all his uh, pornographic images and trying to smoke the exact pipe that he smoked and sort of, you know, getting real method with it. Um, they're also leading some hearings on ufos or uaps they're trying to get to the bottom of something that uh apparently is more of a threat to americans than gun violence and that's aliens um uh, by the way i spent probably 20 minutes trying to see if i could back my way into from uap into a into a wet ass pussy joke but oh no i've got one okay good i because i was like does nato know what this is well, I really appreciate, I like that it's not UFOs anymore. I like, first of all, I like that we are wokeifying <laughs> our language around like alien, like it's not green men anymore. Like even aliens don't want to be called aliens um, instead of like the legal aliens. You know, now it's like, like I feel like UAP is like the BIPOC of, you know, the moment. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's the Latinx of, of uh-huh. Yeah, it's the Latinx of space. Um, it's called their aura's WAP. <laughs> and I just like to imagine them going like, yeah, we've uh, we've spotted a wet ass pussy, uh, unlike anything we've ever seen. Very low, uh, very uh, very wet, dripping in fact. Um bring a bucket bucket and a mop. Yeah, we're gonna need a bucket and a mop over we got a uh, WAP on our tail. So I love this and <laughs> Well, NATO and I will work on that bit. Um, but so during the hearing, David Grush, who we talked about on the show, actually, when NATO was last on, um, we talked about like what we would want you know, to know or find out from aliens. This is getting a lot more real than that. In fact, this is quite chilling in some ways. But here's David Grush explaining that, yes, there have been non-human remnants reclaimed from or taken from um, WAP aircraft. If you believe we have crashed craft, uh, stated earlier, do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft? As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah. Um, were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. Okay, so yeah, non-human biologics. In other words alien life um the little <laughs> you know uh it's all very x-files i'm excited to sort of dig into this but for for those of you who don't know i think the reason the grush came forward and uh ryan graves who is a, a former naval pilot also has come forward and testified in this hearing same hearing um the reason people are coming forward is 
apparently there's no way to report UAPs. So FAA has no mechanism for pilots to report them and instead directs them to civilian groups that are often dismissed as the domain of cranks and conspiracy theorists. Those institutional hurdles led Graves to form, this is the naval pilot, uh, the first of its kind group that pushes for policy changes, serves as a hub for pilot whistleblowers and advocates for more disclosure by the military. And that is, um, that is called the Americans for Safe Aerospace. So that's his new organization. But this guy, Ryan Graves, was the one um, who reported a couple things. Basically, there's a there's a WAP that looks like a Tic Tac, which is very funny because that's kind of like the clit of the WAP. Anyway, no, um, David Fravor. <laughs> David Fravor, a former Navy commander, said he and three fellow military pilots spotted a white Tic Tac-shaped object in 2004 hovering below their jets and just above the Pacific Ocean. As he descended to inspect the sighting, he claimed the unidentified aircraft, which he said bore no visible rotors, wings, or exhaust, began to ascend and approach his fighter jet. He claimed the WAP then vanished, only to reappear a few seconds later, but this time it was spotted 60 miles away. Damn. Now, according to David Grush, there are people in, like, DOD who are investigating this stuff and, like, who've recovered those kinds of non-human biologics or whatnot, but it goes above Congress's head. So um, he said the Defense Department efforts to analyze reporting WAP sightings and was informed of a multi-decade Pentagon program that endeavored to collect and reconstruct crashed WAPs. <laughs> Asked by Representative Jared Moskowitz of Florida just how such a program is funded, Grush claimed that the effort is, quote, above congressional oversight and bankrolled by a misappropriation of funds. Does that mean there is money in the budget to set that is set to go to a program, but it doesn't? It doesn't, and it goes somewhere else, Moskowitz asked. Yes, I have specific knowledge of that, Grush said, though he did not provide more details, claiming the inf information remains classified. It's, I mean, I like I like that because it's like that plot device turns up in like, you know, like an Independence Day and Transformers. Yes. Yeah. Where there's like the secret installation of like, you know, and it, and it's always like John Turturro or some like like character <laughs> character actor who's brought in for one day of shooting to be like, you know, like the government's always the had this, but we don't yeah, we yeah. never told you. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's triple double classified. Um, yeah, it's uh, oh my god, why am I blank? Yeah, they're all, they're always coming in there and they're the comedic relief and they're like, wow, I've only studied this, you know, and they they're like the scientist that they're finally letting in the civilian they're finally letting in on the secret, but because this civilian like started a Reddit or something that like is right. like gotten deeper than they've been able to go, um, right, and is they've been following their work, uh, but yeah it's straight up x-files shit it's the stuff of movies um but here was a part and you have this has to be couched in the fact that this dude who's asking him the question is tim burchett um who is the same i believe he's a congressperson from tennessee he's the same guy who said we could we can't do anything about gun violence uh after the mass shooting in the school there um, so take whatever he says with a grain of salt, but his line of questioning is particularly chilling. Here we go. Have you faced any retaliation or reprisals for any of your testimony or anything on these lines? Yeah, uh, I have to be careful what I say in detail because there is an open uh, whistleblower reprisal investigation on my behalf, and I don't want to compromise that investigation by providing anything that may uh, 
help provide somebody information. But it was very brutal and uh, very unfortunate, some of the tactics they used to um, hurt me both professionally and, and personally, to be quite frank. Yeah. It's very unfortunate, as they say, when you're over the target, that's when they do the most fi firing at you. Do you have any personal knowledge of people who have been harmed or injured in efforts to cover up or conceal these extraterrestrial technology? Yes. Personally. Have you heard, have anyone been murdered that you would think, that you know of or have heard of, I guess? I have to be careful asking that question. I directed people with that knowledge to the appropriate authorities. I can't whistle right now. I mean, it, you know, it, it, I believe, I believe Sorry. that we are not. I want to believe. Uh huh. Keep going. That <laughs> it seems plausible to me that we're not uh -huh. the only intelligent life in the universe. And it no. seems pl plausible to me that uh, other intelligent life forms were able to develop interstellar travel mechanisms and it seems plausible to me that they would come to earth and observe our society mm -hmm. and be like nope <laughs> <laughs> you know i first of all i like there's that great tiktok like where that woman is singing her a song she wrote called earth is ghetto and i want to leave um if you haven't seen it, everyone look it up. Earth is ghetto and I want to leave. And it's a great thing. But here's what I think. I don't think Earth is ghetto. I think Earth is beautiful. I think Earth is incredible. And I think if I knew, if I were touring the galaxy, I would absolutely stop at fucking Earth. It's like, you know, the Goldilocks spot it occupies from the sun. The water uh, is uh, incredible. Uh, have you seen our orcas? Um, they're crushing it. Mm -hmm. Um like earth is beautiful and amazing okay don't get me all david attenborough here it's just we're destroying it and so that's what i think is that them being like oh look at all that what is that like hazy bullshit that's like hanging out on top of it you know there it is just the simpsons aliens like looking at us being like when do we take over you know um but i think they were like, can we use anything from here? Like, what is good? Or like, are this, can anyone talk to us? Maybe they're trying to talk to us constantly and we just can't um, hear them. But of course, this whole thing is like, it's leading to... It'd be, I funny, it'd be funny if, if aliens were like approaching Earth, like my kids go thrifting. You mm, know what I mean? Like, yeah, they don't, totally. like it's, they're not looking for our natural minerals. They're just looking for like, you know, like one sitar and they're like oh, I, I, you know what i mean just like one very specific and random thing no no i think they want like they want like a red panda you know what i mean they like want right. something cute it's yeah. for their kid you know their royalty on whatever yeah. planet they're on yeah. they just I've want that red panda I've, I've been looking for this red panda this one thing now my collection's complete <laughs> yo you got like a like a deaf leopard uh, tour shirt from like 87. <laughs> um, no, that's all. Well, that's, here's the thing. Your, your kids are harmless when they go vintage shopping. And what if these aliens are you harmless? You Chloe's pants these days, but. <laughs> <laughs> Not harmless. No, but what if, what if these aliens are 
harmless. Like, what if they're like, nah, yeah, we're just we just want to say hi, what up? You know what I'm saying? Sup. Sup. Like they just want to say sup. They don't want to take anything. They don't want to fight us. They just want to say what's up. And but we're not. See, that's the other thing is like. Okay, here's what I will say. I kind of wish this had happened in 2020. Like, I wish it sucks that there wasn't something that unified us. Like, that should have been the pandemic, um, but no. And I don't know. Maybe the aliens gave us COVID. Sorry, I'm just spitballing here. Now I'm just going. I, I mean, I also I also like the idea. Like, I mean, th- this 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 turns up occasionally in 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 plots, and also like, you know, we. Uh, uh, in like that, that aliens are coming here, but like they don't want to talk to the West. You know what I mean? That like mm-hmm. that 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 the, that the person they want to talk to is like, you know, like the like Bolivian indigenous lady with the bowler hat on. Totally. And, and they're like, yeah, we think she's just the leader of your planet. but we wouldn't listen to them i mean first of all i do think she's the leader of the planet she should be the leader of the planet but we don't you think we're not we're not gonna listen it'll be like let's send our brightest elon musk and xi jinping great and we're like fuck (laughs) like hey what's up do you have like um like um does woke exist on your planet because i just feel like um are there you know do people like cancel each other on your planet if you know your like third yeah. tip isn't perfect or whatnot? Have you um, heard of Grimes? I want to yeah. go somewhere where no one's heard of Grimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yeah, that's who we would send. It'd be fucking Bezos or like Richard Branson. Can you imagine the worst? Like, I don't know why Richard because he would enjoy it too much, you know what I mean? Can hey, I, how's it going? Have I, I actually? I sh- this is what I should have bitched about. But what? No, no, we gotta I, move on. I have a brief, brief aside, which is that there's been this phenomenon of like the weird historic like biopics of like entrepreneurs inventing beloved brands. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nike yeah. Air, Cheetos, Chippendales, Beanie yes. Babies, Tetris, yes, yes, on and yes. on and on. Like, like, just like a weird glut of that genre of film or television show about like some entrepreneur who took a risk and invented some crazy thing and it's weird to me that it's all happening at once and my theory is that like people like elon musk and bezos it's like that the sort of the like unlike in the 90s people are so disillusioned with capitalism and capitalists that like it's about rehabilitating the heroic like capitalist oh, in, I in love popular that. culture that's you know very I mean? true of course but also, like, I don't know. It's also just lazy IP. Like, heaven forbid we just do a, a story, like a different story. It's like, no. Yeah, the, the we got to know how micro machines were created. Huh? Remember, right. they were good? What about Pogs? The inventor of the Pog. Right. Or like, you know, like there was a, there was a script that I worked on once. Like I was brought in on a on like a round of rewrites. It never got made, but it was about like like dueling ice cream trucks, uh-huh. like fighting for turf. Oh, I love that. Yeah, you know, it's like like that's a perfectly fine fine movie. Yeah. Um. Let's move on. <laughs> 
Let's sorry, move on. No, no, no. Uh, I'm sorry for this next story. Uh, but it uh, looks like uh, Florida has found a solution to the uh, hole in its educational system created by Ron DeSantis and every other goon who uh, runs things over there. Uh, and the fact that, you know, library books have been taken out of the libraries and um, entire chapters of American history rewritten like slavery. What? It was actually good for a lot of slaves. Uh, and now they're enlisting the help of PragerU, which is a fake online education channel by Dennis Prager, um, who again, it just like, if you've ever seen like a, I've never pleasured a woman and I've never gotten high in my life. That that face, like he has that face. Um, he definitely has somebody in his basement. Like I'm not, like I don't know that, but I know that. Um, Dennis Prager started PragerU, and they've done some takedown of takedowns of my videos, like or attempted takedowns of like Newsbroke videos and whatnot, because they're all against leftism and socialism. Anyway, now Florida um, Education Department apparently has approved. Prager U as an as a vendor for their like elementary school material, ed educational material. Usually Prager U targets like older, angsty 14, 15, 16 year olds or like whatever grown ass dudes. Now they're targeting kids. And here we are. I'm just going to play a little bit of a one episode um, of wait. two two kids who go on different historic adventures. And this time they're meeting Booker T. Washington. And Booker T. Washington is telling them there is nothing wrong. Well, that they should not feel bad about slavery. Here is Booker T. Washington. First of all, this show sucks. It is a lot of talking. It's just like, doc, 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 doc. I like Ron DeSantis. Anyway, take a look. I hate that our country had slavery. Mr. Washington, sometimes do you wish you could have lived somewhere else? Like a different country? That's a great question. And I hate slavery too, but it's been a reality everywhere in the world. And even now in 1910, it's still happening in other countries. Despite our nation not always living up to our declaration that all men are created equal, I am still so proud and thankful to be an American. Even though you were a slave? Exactly. Because I was, and not anymore. America was one of the first places on earth to outlaw slavery, and hundreds of thousands of men gave their lives in a war that resulted in my freedom. So yes, I am proud and thankful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Francesca, you know what we makes America... We were one of the first to abolish. <laughs> God, poor him. I feel so bad for his family. Uh-huh. You know what makes America so such a special place is that we did slavery so that we could be heroic by ending slavery yes yes why that's no why we're so special that? you have to do horrible things so that then you can redeem yourself later exactly i hit you so that when i don't hit you i'm a fucking hero yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that's him being like no actually because we abolished slavery this country's amazing um and then here he is telling this um oh this karen in training don't worry about don't worry about what happened before you don't worry your pretty little head about it you just go pledge to some sorority we're really sorry that you have to deal with segregation and racism. Your sympathy is nice, Layla, but know that you have nothing to be sorry about. You and Leo have done nothing wrong and have indeed been quite respectful. 
future generations are never responsible for the sins of the past. Okay, I'll keep doing my best to treat everyone well and won't feel guilty about historical stuff. Good, you should. Okay, I'll just like try or whatever. Like, I'll be nice or whatever. Like, I'm sorry you had discrimination, but I'll just keep drinking my rose. Okay. <laughs> I love this. Oh my God. And that's yeah. how you make a Lauren Bobert. That is exactly how you make. There's nothing you could do. No, don't you worry, a pretty little head. I There's nothing worse than a white girl being worried. That's terrible. Um, yeah, so there he is explaining that, yeah, no, kids do not, or nobody bears responsibility for uh, historical wrongs. Here's what I will say. Nato, when you were learning about slavery in school, were you, did you go home and were like, I can't believe I did that? Did you take it on personally? Yeah, no. And and not only that, I was like, man, this is really messed up. No, like, you know, this shouldn't have happened, and we should correct the injustices. And and I have kids. My kids are fifteen. They know about all this shit, and they like are aware and you know feel a responsibility to make the world better. But they don't feel bad about themselves about it. Right. They're just like, yeah. And I'm learning the- about it hasn't made them feel more guilty because I feel like. I mean, this is what this is the whole thing about the right when it comes to like education and like, you know, is that they've they spent all the time being like, we got to be alpha. You got to be tough. Yeah. Kids, you're tough enough. You're so soft. You're in a safe space. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, my God. You can't hear about slavery because maybe you think it's your fault, even though you totally don't. And who the fuck teaches about like American slavery and blamed and you. Although I'd really like to see that. I would I would definitely like to be like, we're gonna dig into your past, NATO Green. Did one of your ancestors own slaves? Well, you're right. I mean Layla, you've benefited personally. Here's how. Right. I mean, but there's also it's like it's not just the the historic wrongs, but it's like uh you know, I get I don't know about you, Francesca. Mm. From time to time, I enjoy a banana. Oh, totally. And and I'm aware on an intellectual level that there's a direct line of violence from my 69-cent banana and people being murdered in Honduras. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't, like... So even though my fam, you know, my family came to the United States after slavery was over, and so we're not directly implicated in the slave trade, like we are directly benefiting from the continued violence and exploitation of people of color around the world. I don't feel personally guilty about it, but I do feel some sense of responsibility about it. Like it, we are capable of is- holding those complex thoughts as human beings. Absolutely. But no, this is, it is part of, I mean, speaking of grooming, this is perfect grooming of young right-wing, fairly racist minds. It's basically like, yeah, all that is in the past and any troubles that African-Americans face today, it's their own doing. In fact, Booker T. Washington, uh, it cartoon Booker T. Washington, um, like uh, <laughs> whitewashed uh, Booker T. Washington goes on to basically be like, you know, individual responsibility is number one and there's nothing you can do about it. And effectively, 
systemic oppression and racism is not a real thing. Legacies and histories of slavery, the way they still, yes. It's like people, if people are willing to accept Jim Crow, then aren't you willing to accept like systemic racism that continues today? Redlining? I don't know. Like fucking uh, the criminal, uh, the, the prison industrial complex and criminalization of black people. Like, can you accept any of those things? No, 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 no. That's totally, that's totally different. Police well, no idea where they came from. And I mean, and frankly, you know, like there's, there is a direct, there's also like a clear linkage to me of like, you know, like you, we were talking earlier, we were talking about Portland. Portland is a democratic bastion, but nevertheless, you know, in democratic cities like San Francisco and Portland, where we're actively criminalizing people, homeless people and people with drug addiction and camping, uh, you know, in the name of of so that white people don't have to feel uncomfortable like it's still bit built on the same you know squishy ideology and worldview as prayer stuff i think we should have a free market ideas i think it'd be fun to show florida school children the prayer you videos and drag queen story hour and be yeah. like All right kids pick which one do you like which better you like oh god See, that's the thing. That's why they have to outlaw drag those because they know they can't compete. They're like, let's pick the most fabulous thing that makes us feel horribly unworthy because we're so sad, boring, and repressed. And that's drag. Because this is, I'm telling you, it's not well done. It's just back and forth. Like, did you know that Dennis Prager has an eight-inch penis? No, I didn't. Oh, amazing. Like, it's just like them talking about, like, how great the right wing is. Um, and how, like, it, it's just nothing but talky. It's boring. Dance, okay? Do something. Put on a fucking beat and a and a fit and a other things. Um, this is me trying to sound cool. Uh, but, yeah, there you have it. Um, I'm sorry, Florida kids. Dude, I don't... I mean, homeschooling, right? Is that the answer here? Um, but I think they will resist against this. I mean, I don't know if, if your kids, NATO, were shown this in school. Uh, I think they'd probably have a lot. There'd be a lot of hands raised afterwards. Yeah, I, um, I, what it's making me think of, I think when my kids were in, I can't remember if it was third grade or fifth grade, they were in a school, it was a Spanish immersion school, it was 80% spanish-speaking families and they had to debate pro or con on trump's immigration policy Oof. so they had the stage debate uh and it was interesting to see them like do the pro-trump side of the debate but you know then like it's very different when they're when you're just like there's a bunch of immigrants there and some of them don't have papers and that's part of your community and you're like you know Oh, these scary yeah, immigrants that's my or whatever. Friend. Yeah. You, you mean Felipe? Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that guy? Well, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, ultimately, and you viewed, you know, county by county, going back to Trump, like, county by county analysis around Trump voters were the people who lived in the least proximity to brown people, and especially immigrants, were the ones who were the farthest right. Like, the people who were afraid of taco trucks on every corner were the ones who more likely voted for Trump. People who had taco trucks on a corner were like, that's tight. I love it. Like, I love my immigrant neighbors. This is great. Small business owners, hard workers, amazing. Like, So, um, good food, great. Bring it on. Um, and that holds true. It's just the fear of the unknown and, uh, you know, the same kind of 
authoritarian xenophobic bullshit that we've seen but here we go prager please make a video where you dismantle socialism using francesca fiorentini's news broke videos circa 2017 because that'd be really really fun and just you know introduce at franny fio to all of the kids in florida um and i'll be posting those videos even though they're old on tiktok yay um let's get into our final segment nato did you know the rich are trying to escape the mess that they've created on earth i've heard about this yeah yeah and i don't know if they're gonna get away on the little tic tacs i don't know if they're gonna hitch a ride with the aliens but it seems like they're trying to of course elon's probably gonna come out and be like um i have actually a self-driving tic tac that does not require any um non-human biologics to ride it but there's some a few stories that have come come to our attention lately on this show, and we have to decide, NATO, as obviously uh, revolutionaries who want to overthrow the entire system, where we want the rich to hide. So this is they better hide. Okay, so one of these one of these is something Shout out I Marjorie got- Taylor Green in the audience. <laughs> Shout out to MTG. What up, girl? You better hide. Um, oh God, can you imagine riding out the apocalypse with Marjorie? <sighs> um, but I mean, uh, let's be real. She like does CrossFit and tantric sex, so I feel like it might be more interesting. And I and I can't believe I said that. But um, she does, does she do tantric sex? She cheated on her husband with a tantric sex guru. That's all we can stomach at this hour of lunch. Um, (laughs) so Douglas, uh, Rushkoff, I believe his name is, wrote this entire book called, um, the survival of the richest. And I did this uh, for a bonus bish, but there are underground bunkers that the rich are investing in. Uh, one of the companies is called Vivos and it is converting cold war munition storage facilities and missile silos into basically little like he calls them club med resorts that offer private suites for individuals or families, larger common areas with pools, games, movies, and dining. Ultra elite shelters, another one called the Oppidum in the Czech Republic, claim to cater to the billionaire class and pay more attention to the long-term psychological health of residents. They provide the imitation of natural light, such as a pool with a simulated sunlit garden area, a wine vault, and other amenities to make the wealthy feel at home. (laughs) <laughs> so we've got bunkers that's happening now i don't know if you saw the sam begman freed and his brother actually tried to buy an island uh as a way to avoid i guess any uh, accountability for them you know making 800 million 800 billion dollars disappear um so sam begman freed and his brother tried to buy the island nation of nauru with ftx funds and they wanted to build a bunker there. So there's an island. Uh, the lawsuit, so we're, there's all this discovery happening with this lawsuit against him. Um, they found, he, there was described, there was plans to purchase Nauru, a tiny nation in Micronesia. The goal, according to the memo, would be to build a bunker that could be used in the event that 50% to 99.99% of the people die with the aim of ensuring that most EAs or effective altruists can survive as well as to develop sensible regulation around human genetic enhancement and build a lab there. Probably there are other things it's useful. It's useful to do with a sovereign country too. The memo also notes. 
So anyway, Micronesia, just some low-lying islands in the middle of a climate chaos. Tight, tight, sure. tight. Sounds smart. Trying to build Atlantis. Cool, cool, cool. (laughs) But finally, we have our third choice of, I don't know, where you think they should hide, which is Venus. Now, hear me out, NATO. I know what you're thinking. What? Venus? I thought it was Mars. No. Because guess what? Tell me about it. The co-founder of OceanGate, you might have heard of their little shipwreck uh, from the submersible, where some five billionaires imploded. Um, So... That co-founder now wants to send a thousand people to a floating colony on Venus by 2050 and says, we shouldn't stop pushing the limits of innovation. Um, His name is Sonline, and he hasn't let the recent events of the submersible dampen his ambition and claims humanity needs to continue pushing the limits of innovation. Um, So they wanted to create crude submersibles that could be chartered to go to the bottom of the sea. But the technologies found found along the way to this goal would likely be useful to get humans to space. So, of course, Elon Musk wanted to do SpaceX. Now, uh, OceanGate wants to do Venus. Venus, however, is the warmest planet on the solar system. Its atmosphere is chock full of carbon dioxide. Surface temperatures could melt lead and sulfuric acid rains down from the clouds. Its atmospheric pressure is crushing more than 90 times that of Earth. (laughs) But he says... It's not as crazy as it seems. Quote, I think it is less aspirational than putting a million people on the Martian surface by 2050. In other words, Elon's stupid. I got, oh yeah, Pluto, bitch. What about planet X? Was that a a planet or not? We're going to there. Let me me channel my inner Ron Perlman. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of ways to go to Venus, motherfucker. (laughs) You coming around here talking about Venus? We'll get you to Venus. We know where you fucking live. Um, okay, so we've got islands underwater in a bunker in a missile silo and Venus. Venus, there's a lot of choices here, but I don't know, Nato. What I think, here's my opinion about this mm-hmm. I think they should just go, just pick one and all go, but there has to be a pact. Like they all have to go. Like all the billionaires. All the billionaires have to go. Right. And I don't, because because they're vying, like they're all trying to also sell units and apartments on their particular escape, you know, in their particular escape pod. They're never going to all fucking agree because they still have to make money somehow. They're they're all trying to go down grifting. Exactly. Like like grift each other into the the (laughs) final hours. (laughs) Can you imagine the last people on earth are just going to be nonstop grifters. Like there's like six of them. They're like, um, so if you actually pay six dollars a month for um a second tier on my uh sub stack uh, i'll let you know um how we can find more oxygen in this bunker here right uh i've invented an airbnb for sex where like we can <laughs> put to, like a hat like have a relationship where like you're my the person that i lease a partnership from and i'll signify that by putting a ring on your finger so i'm like i'm reinventing marriage but i'm, I'm utterly it, disrupting marriage i'm calling it the sharing economy <laughs> first of all sam bigman freed and all those ftx like freaks they were freaks if you know what i'm saying they apparently were very like uh they all did group sex which might be the most endearing thing about them um but that was what they were doing in addition to like swindling 
politicians out of their money. Okay. Serious question. Mm. Very important. Since you or brought donating up to them. Yes. Marjorie Taylor Greene being into tantric sex. Oh, God. Um, and now SBF being freaky deaky. Yeah. So what if... So if what like we you imagine the SBF is bad at sex, but what if he's like a horrible person, but also like the all time goat of fucking? Would you hit? <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely not. If absolutely you were Sam Bankman Freed's hall pass, no, and he was the greatest he... at sex of all time. No, because you because like that you hit mm, 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 that you know he's yeah or what if MTG is the best at sex there is would you hit I think it's no I don't know I mean I think you kind of want to don't you don't you think you'd be like I would like to know what it's like to hit the best of all time it depends uh like if I'm on the island nation and we're all running out of oxygen if I mean obviously I hope all of the billionaires in the submersible RIP but I hope they all got it on, including the sun. You know what I'm saying? Like, ah, right. that's incest. But hey, we got no time. Um, yeah. I'm going to go with no. But if Bankman Freed were either a bit more attractive or actually rich, I might say yes. Okay. Interesting. But, uh, but I, know people, I know people who have, like, they had the best sex of their lives with, uh, you know, with fives. <laughs> best sex of your life with a five. Uh, yeah. What about a Cape Cod Eight? <laughs> or Cape Cod Eight? That is the name of this episode. Is Cape Cod Eight? Um, I don't know, Nato. You've got you've got a lot of material about billionaires and getting rid of them. Are they are they getting rid of their themselves their selves as we wrap up this segment? Yeah, I mean, I feel like you know, it's like you you see life expectancy and birth rates declining among and suicide rising among and overdoses among white people like the people complaining about the white genocide are sort of doing more of a lightweight white suicide and the billionaires are like i've been you know trying to figure out like how do we have a class war to end billionaires and then they're like oh you're just going to see yourselves out well fine fuck like right. fuck off then <laughs> just rapture yourselves to venus and get on with you i'm telling you though when blue origin like you know completely like goes up in flames or another one of these spacex things like don't ask me to cry don't ask me to worry about their fucking families no yeah. i'm you sorry don't, you don't, I don't do care a, do a GoFundMe for one of their like first what's his name sprong lines uh the 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 venus guy for his his yeah, funeral yeah, yeah. expenses when his shit blows up i'm gonna say i'm 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 on the side of send them to venus just because like you know like i would i imagine that if they do the bunker thing and then per my joke then things are cool after that yes uh that which it, i've like, quoted multiple times pretty pretty quickly they'll be like hey hey you guys we we figured out how to get out of the bunker and we kind of want to hang out again. Uh, what's up everybody? Like, I just think it'll be easier for them to, you know, I think in order to do bother. that, we need, we need to create a character who is sort of the ultimate grifter and they need to have like some kind of hypersleep situation. I did just see not too long ago, uh, idiocracy. So we've got to convince them. We've got like, it's got to be an RFK anti-vax type situation, like that kind of celeb who's like, no, this is straight up. It'll put you into sleep for like a hundred years. Everything's going to shit on this earth anyway. And when you wake up, 
we will have done the research to make Venus inhabitable, except it's just fentanyl. Uh huh. Right. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> um, on that note, people, <laughs> don't cancel me. Um, I'm a respectable journalist. Hire me. Yeah. NATO Green is a union organizer and a dad and a comedian, and you should watch him uh, wherever he is, as well as uh, follow him on all the socials. NATO? Uh, yeah, Mr. NATO Green on Instagram uh, and NATO Green on some other stuff. Mr. NATO Green on Instagram and threads, apparently. I guess we're doing that now. <laughs> Are you on uh, TikTok yet? You were a little bit on TikTok, yeah? My shit is on TikTok, but I haven't. I don't understand how to use it, quite frankly. So, but I'm I'm on it more and more. But critically, uh, I have two albums out, and this Friday is. I'm so sorry. I just like you started plugging yourself too hard, and I was like, I'm really oh. bored. <laughs> Start that again. This Friday is Bandcamp Friday, where if you buy my albums on Bandcamp, then they waive their share of the thing, and I get most of the money. Woohoo! Everybody, do that. Bandcamp, the Whiteness album, and the party. Native Green Party, yeah. <laughs> Nato, take very good care. Come back uh, very soon, uh, hopefully within the next few weeks. Uh, Miss that guy. And thank you guys for sticking around, for being here, for all your support, your love, your chats, your super chats. Uh, I'm going to read some of them. Sparrow's Artistry says, happy summertime, Francesca. Glad you had a weekend. I did have a weekend. Thank you for your super chat. Mia, welcome to membership on YouTube. Uh, Non-human humanist, Thank you for your super chat. It says, hi, Earth people. Has anyone seen my vehicle? Round, shiny, fly thingy. I must have lost it near a place called Area 51. Honest Finder gets a, Honest Finder gets a ride. Oh, I love it. Willie Gus on Twitch. Portland recently refused to fund smoking supplies. It's not pursuing harm reduction. Exactly. So it's just decriminalization. And I think... And even the addiction treatment services apparently were slow to roll out. But doing this piecemeal, I think, is a problem. And also attempting to do it in one city without the federal government stepping in. Yeah. I think it's really difficult. I think it is difficult. And I'm not saying that um, it's not on the voters. It's not a measure 110. Uh, it's, but I do think that throwing in the towel and sort of resorting back to criminalization is the opposite direction of where we need to go. Um and Dory B on Twitch reminding us, making it harder for pain patients to access medications also increases desperation and seeking out illicit options. 100%. I mean, we talked about like the Adderall shortage earlier in this year. Uh, Adderall, my husband finally got back on Adderall. Ooh, speaking of my husband, wait, wait, don't go anywhere, you guys. We have an, I have an announcement to make. I don't have a graphic for this, but Matt Lieb and I are going to be in San Francisco at the Punchline on October 17th. That's a Tuesday. Mark your calendars. We have tickets for sale in the bio right now, in the bio, in the description of this, uh, this uh, stream right now. So uh, we're going to co-headline. So come out, see us do stand-up, have fun. It's a Tuesday night. Get your asses there. Um, I There are tickets, again, on sale ahora mismo. So I'm really looking forward to seeing you guys there in October. Uh, we're going to bring the whole family. That means the baby and the cat. No, not the cat, probably. But it'll be a really fun night. So get tickets uh, whenever you can. And uh, thank you for reminding. Thank you for bringing up, reminding me of Matt. Um, and then I, I'm gonna try Joel Isaiah, Joel Isaiah, Joel Isaiah Lacio, Joel Isaiah Lacio, Joel 
or Joel Isaiah Lacchio says, there's a rainbow of humans that have existed here on earth, not to mention the vast majority of pyramids everywhere. Promotes the earth is a, labor is a laboratory theory. Okay, okay. I mean, I think Egyptians and their enslaved people built the pyramids, but Stonehenge? I'll give you Stonehenge. Um, Daniel Lee, what's up? How are you? Trump may win in a prison cell. Um, indeed. Hippie Ninja, how does rape not get you canceled? It doesn't. It makes you uh, more famous with MAGA. Um, Soul Life says, I LARP as a right-winger on right-wing media. They were having an existential crisis because they love RFK, but he's a Dem. They ain't voting for Biden. I think I know how to read that comment, but thank you. Um, it's socialism or barbarism on Twitch. The economic news is good, but doesn't quite feel that way. Agreed. Doesn't feel like we are um, much better off, especially the, I mean, I'm thinking about the number of women who've left the workforce after the pandemic. Um, Gary Cooper, WAP, weird alien pilots. I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, Michael Mitchell Evans on YouTube. The WAP thing is about private corps holding the crafts that have been recovered are attempting back engineering to make money. Ooh, I like it as analysis. And that could be very true. Of course, they're going to try and make money. Um, Bad Lefty, thank you for being a member. Says, I want a Greta meeting the alien. But hello. Have all of the rich people on your planet absorbed all the resources? Do you care for the forests or do you cut them down? My guess is you do not cut them down. Anyway. I like your third nipple. Hef, thank you for the super chat. The aliens will only talk to Carrot Top. Oh, God. Carrot Top seems like he's been a little, like, red-pilled, too. Or maybe that's just because he is red, and I don't know. Uh, Terrence Trumbo, even England abolished slavery before us. Yeah. Um, Sharpie Diesel, Ocean Gate is crushing it. <laughs> oh, literally. Um, anyway, thank you guys so much. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Thank you for everything. Thank you for being patrons. Thank you for being supporters. Thank you to the new patrons. The $10 or more gets you a shout out and all the people who've upped their pledge with the fart song. Thank you to Dan for becoming a patron at 10 bucks or more. You're amazing. Thank you to Liliana Hansen. Thank you for upping your pledge. You're now with innermost cabal of the Vituation Room. And my God, it means a whole hell of a lot. So thank you. That fart is for you. Uh, we don't have any big tippers, but Sparrow's Artistry cheering 100 bits. Thank you so much. Marshall Ghetto, what's up? Thanks for gifting one or two. Uh, subs out to Roller Dragon and Rebel Phoenix. Thank you to Socialism or Barbarism for giving out 10 community subs. Holy shit. Thank you. Uh, thank you again, Sparrows Artistry, for your cheers. Um, the Surfs rated us? Fuck yeah. And thank you, Marshall Ghetto, for cheering. Says, ooh, finally available for this time slot. Hello there, fellow bees. Uh, and Robot Monkey Cat, which is a great name, uh, resubscribe with Prime. Thanks so much. And thank y'all. I will see you guys on Friday. We are doing a bonus this Friday. Don't you fret. I will be there. All the fun stories. God, there were so many good stories last week, and I'm sad we couldn't do it. But um, again, patreon.com slash situation room to get access to all that. Follow us on all the socials also. TikTok and Instagram, we've got new handles, Bituation Room on both of those. Um, Twitter is for the birds, I, mean, I guess literally now. 
um, but Bituation Pod over there. Uh, and thank you to Paige Omek, our producer. Thank you to Maximilian Inhoff, and thank you to Andy Vasoyan, our editor. Uh, I'll see you on Friday. And remember, fight the power, fuck the patriarchy, and don't just bitch about it. Be about it. Bye. Thank you.